Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers. We have something different for you this week. Um, Normally you hear my voice and my voice only. And this week we are bringing a guest on the show for the very first time. And I'm so excited. So I'm not even going to waste any more time. I would like to introduce to all of you my friend Farah Henley. And she is a fellow teacher seller, but she is also a course student of mine. So she went through the finishing framework last year and through that whole process and the teacher seller world in general, we've just really connected and become friends. And I knew I wanted to have her on the show to talk all things batching because that is a big focus in the finishing framework course, which launches on Monday, February 1st. But I also wanted to just kind of get her take on a couple things in the teacher seller world. So I'll be honest, I like to keep this podcast short and sweet, but this is not one of those episodes. So if you need to break it up into two or three sessions, by all means, go for it. But I'm telling you, I sat down to edit this episode and I was like, there's literally nothing else that I could cut out because even though we ended up chatting way longer than we had originally planned, she dropped so many good gems along the way that I just couldn't bring myself to get rid of any of it. So I especially want you to wait to listen to the part toward the end where she explains the unexpected side effect of the framework. Okay. And I'll give you a little hint. It has something to do with free time. Okay. Um, but In general, I hope you enjoy our chat, and if you want to check out the Finishing Framework, which goes on sale the day that you're listening to this on Monday, if you're listening to it right when it comes out, it is the first day that the cart is open, so you can go on over to erinmwaters.com slash framework and sign up for the course that will transform your business. And you know I hate selling things to you guys, but I wouldn't tell you that if it weren't true, so... Enjoy the show, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, so on today's show, I'm so excited. We have my friend, Farah. Farah, how are you doing today? I'm great. A little bit under the weather, so if it sounds stuffy, that's why. (laughs) Uh, You sound awesome on my end, but I'm so sorry you're not feeling well. So I already gave my audience a little bit of background into you and your business, but I want you to tell me. I want you, I know you have your hand in a lot of different things. Farah is a multi-passionate person like myself. So um, tell us what you have going on in your business world. Oh, well, I love that you called it multi-passionate. My husband would <laughs> call, call it, um, you know, too many irons in the fire and, and an overachiever, I think is what he would call it. Um, so I have been an educator for coming up on 25 years. Um, I actually got into education right after my son was born and, uh, honestly never thought I, it would be a career when I started it. Um, it was kind of one of those things to fill my time. I know that sounds crazy because it's not what I went to school for, but um, I've now been in education for 25 years. In 2011, I decided to jump on this 
bandwagon called Teachers Pay Teachers. And uh, it was one of those, like any teacher, it was, um, I'm creating things for my classroom and why not? If, if I'm using them, why not get a, make a little extra, you know, to put into my classroom. So it definitely started out as a hobby and as a way to fund my projects in my classrooms. Cause I taught and I, at the time I didn't realize this was normal for teachers. I just thought it happened to be the fact that the schools I taught in, we did not have a lot of supplies and we didn't have a lot of parent involvement and, and so forth. And so, um, I was putting a lot of my own money into my, my classroom. And so I didn't realize that was pretty normal across, yeah. the, across <laughs> the country and the world. So, much, yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it was a way for me to fund some of the big projects that I wanted to do in my classroom. Uh, one of the biggest things that it funded um, right off the bat was a um, one-to-one device program that I wanted to do in my classroom. Uh, and it was, I was buying used devices like phones and tablet, just like off several places until I was able to put a grant together to get an actual um, iPad library. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I started my my teacher author journey. And then in 2016, my husband retired and convinced me to leave the classroom. (laughs) I wasn't really ready at the same time I was because I, you know, as we all know, we get to a certain point, we're just so tired of uh, the politics of teaching. We're tired of the the headaches of teaching and the testing requirements and things like that. But um, I loved my students. If I could just close my door and let everything else out, teaching was fabulous. And I think most teachers would say that. Yes. I was just going to say, I think you're speaking the truths of teachers everywhere right now. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, and so for me, I still wanted to teach. And so I decided um, to look into teaching online. Um, But we also both wanted to travel. So that's something that we both wanted to do. And so we literally sold everything we owned and bought, sold our cars, houses, everything. We bought an RV and a truck and we hit the road in 2000, December 26th of 2016. And it was crazy. Um, We... I, people ask me and we can, you know, that you feel free to reach out and ask me any questions that, uh, your listeners might have about that mm-hmm. because it was a journey. Um, now and, were you uh, with, were you, sorry, were you with VIP, were you teaching with VIP kid at the, at the time, at the I time into it, but I had not started yet. Got it. Okay. Um, okay. So it was very much a, it was on my radar, but I had not started that yet. And I really knew that I wanted to, put full-time into possibly being a teacher author full-time as Mm -hmm. well as a VIP kid. So VIP kid became one, it was there to kind of scratch the itch for teaching as well as a backup plan (laughs) for income because my husband had his retirement um, and we, I'm, I have always been a teacher in Texas, but I was late to the game as far as public school is concerned. So teacher retirement. So I would have had to teach till I was like 90 in order to like <laughs> fully retire. So when I left the, um, the classroom, we decided to cash out my retirement and we put it into the business. And so, um, but we, uh, uh, we knew we had his retirement to kind of get, but it was half of what we were used to living mm-hmm. on. And so when people talk about mi- going minimalist, it's real. <laughs> so, um, but we, uh, we decided, I decided that, um, I wanted to try being a full-time teacher author. And then, um, obviously VIP kid was the backup and I thoroughly fell in love with teaching online. It was a 
teaching. And I know there's a lot of people out there, whether regardless of what company you're with, there's different opinions about the companies and some of the ways they pay their teachers and things Mm -hmm. like that. But for me, it wasn't necessarily about the pay. It was about finally feeling appreciated as a teacher, because I can tell you that my parents, I mean, I had parents who I was getting gifts and I was getting (laughs) parents wanting to please wanting, wanting to buy me tickets to come over and see and meet and see the country and visit their families and stay with them. And of course, um, I was never able to do that. Yes, but I really wanted to, and it was so nice to finally feel appreciated, but in the meantime, um, I didn't think my TPT shop or my TPT business would take off like it did. So anyway, yeah, um, I started this store and, or I, I put my full energy into my shop and in January of 2018, both with VIP kid. And, uh, then in May of 2018, everything changed and it was like somebody opened the floodgates and uh, I've, I've done uh, an interview about this before. I literally put a Facebook ad up, got convinced to do a Facebook ad. And it was like my entire life changed. As okay. A- was it for your centers? Yes. I was. literally remember all of a sudden I'm like seeing all these things from, and I don't know if you remember this, but do you know that we met at a session in, where would it have been? Orlando, I think. Were you, did you go to Orlando? I was in Orlando, yes. Okay. The only one I didn't go to was the second Vegas. I didn't go to the second Vegas. Okay. So in Orlando, we were both at Rachel Lynette's mastermind session about the, it was like a matchmaking thing. (gasps) And she put us into groups. We were in the same group. (laughs) You mean the one that went flop? (laughs) Yeah. The one that never met beyond the walls of that conference room. (laughs) Yeah. That one. So it's almost like we were just meant the to money makers. again. I yes. still have the group on my Facebook, the money makers. I do too. That is so funny. So, so we technically go way back. So we do. kind of a fun little, I was, when I was preparing for this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. But anyways, that's why when all of your centers and stuff started coming onto my feed, I remembered them because I, your name rang a bell. And so that's so cool. I mean, it, it really is amazing. And I think that's really good for sellers to hear, because I think if you talk to any successful TPT seller, they'd be able to tell you when the shift happened. And funny enough for me, it was due to Facebook ads too. So if you're listening and you're wondering (laughs) how to go that extra mile, give Facebook ads a go. So absolutely. And, you know, and I know there's a lot of, you know, controversy over, you know, advertising, advertising. there's all the rumors about once you start paying for it, then you're organic. And, and, you know, I think with any business, and I know this is one of the, when you kind of were talking to me beforehand about some of the things you wanted to talk about today, um, that shift really was, that was part of that shift from hobby to business, Mm -hmm. um, was realizing that, um, I don't know a business, a successful business in any area in, in the world that doesn't advertise. Exactly. That's I mean, just part of running a business. Right. And it's, I mean, and it's a sacrifice too. So like when you think about, like you said about, you know, well, maybe it's going to lower your organic reach. Knowing what I know now about my organic reach, like I still would have done the exact same thing with those ads because I truly think that's 
I mean, how else are you going to get seen with hundreds of thousands of exactly, sellers everywhere? Exactly. And, and when somebody always asks me about organic reach or they make that comment about organic reach, my comment back is what organic reach? What, what, <laughs> what organic reach? Exactly. exactly. Family who are not buying this anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, yeah. And, and so I definitely think that was part of the shift. And like I said, 2018 came and when I saw what was possible, in one month. And it was like, whoa. And it was like, okay. And so at that point, VIP kid started to very slowly take the back burner and my mm-hmm. business started to move forward because I still wasn't, you know, you have this one wow month. You're like, okay, is this sustainable? And then you have another wow month and then you have another wow month. And of course you hit as any, uh, teacher author will know, there's always lulls in the year. Um, yes. and, uh, and you have your slower months, but again, that's not unique to teacher authors. That's unique to any business, any sales oriented business. You have of your course. And uh, so, yeah, but uh, year two rolled around and it was continuing. Um, I was still teaching with VIP kid um, year uh, three rolled around and it was like, uh, well, during year two, I was able to basically only teach when I wanted, when I got mm-hmm. the itch um, year three, I just signed my three-year contract uh, with VIP kid. And I literally just turn it on when I want to now, uh, just because I want to be able to teach when I want to. Of course. And, um, and yeah, so we've been traveling, running this business from the road and it has been amazing. But I, you know, and I think more than anything is I, I have, and I branched out into uh, doing courses for teachers mm-hmm. as well as a membership for teachers. But, and I really want uh, your audience to hear this because I, this is another fallacy I hear <laughs> Yes, is that just make products, just make a lot of products, just make products. Mm-hmm. And I have managed to build this multiple six figure business on the back of five products, <laughs> five products. <laughs> and Which so is amazing that are, are the simplest products ever. And, uh, but I think it's about the way that I serve my audience. I mm-hmm. also do not have huge followings on social. Um, it's the way I serve my audience. It's the way that I interact and get to know my audience. And it's, it's about, and I'm of the belief too, that you kind of do need to be everywhere. Uh, and so that's why when I took the <laughs> course, it was like game changer for me because I understand that you're one person and people say you can't be everywhere. Be, do one thing, do it really, really well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the the ones that are the most successful over time do get everywhere because you've got different audiences on different platforms. I would agree. And here's what I've noticed, like with my own journey, it seems like, you know, in general, it seems like when sellers start selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, you know, everyone follows a similar path, at least at the beginning, you know, it's very product focused at the beginning because obviously you need, you need to have product creation there at least, you know, and then something on the shelves to sell. Right. right. So, I mean, I know for me, like years was just product creation. And then once you get a taste of what your success can feel like, that's when all the other stuff starts piling up, you know, all of the things you should be doing and all the things you have to do, like showing up for your audience and posting on social media and all of that stuff. So, you know, I think there's definitely like a shift that needs to happen with the way that you work too. Once you reach that next level of business, because now like you and I both, you know, not only 
you know, we, we both have teams, we both have second businesses beyond TBT. And it's like, the only reason we're able to be where we're at today, I think is because of the way that we've kind of shifted things around to be able to accomplish. Well, and, and there's also that, that thought process that, you know, and going back to what you said with, you know, I think you've got to have stuff on the shelves. You've got to have something to sell. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I still do occasionally do things that I, that I like to do. Of but course. what I found was when I was, when the business was really starting to take off and it took seven years. Mm-hmm. And when the business was really starting to take off, I realized that my most popular resources were the ones that I did not like making. <laughs> And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this? And so I realized that, you know what? I know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do this in order to get myself to a point where I can do what I want to do. So sometimes you got to do the stuff you don't want to do so that you can do the stuff you want to do in the, in the end. And I think that's an important lesson too, because I did not like creating these resources. I would agree with that. And actually, you know what? That was one of the things I was going to let's, let's talk batching. Cause I know you and I are both very much big proponents of batching. And for me, that's how my batching addiction started was all of the things on my list that I didn't want to do. Right. And it was like, yes, those products that I'm like, Oh God, I know they sell well, but if I have to make one more, I'm going to like hurt somebody, you know, I mean, literally in tears sometimes having to work on these products, you know, but that's the business and that's what you do. And so that's what they wanted. And yes. <laughs> right. So like my own batching experience definitely started with product creation. You know, how many of these can I knock out in a day, you know, yes. in terms of getting them done and getting them posted and things like that. But then once I realized how productive I was being with that, I was just, you know, it starts, your wheels start turning like, how can I put this practice, um, into effect in all the other areas of my business? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm curious to hear from you. And I guess for my listeners, I've talked about batching on the show before, and you know, it's definitely a, a a really popular buzzword in the business world, um, today and has been for years now. Um, but when we say batching, we're talking about, attacking similar tasks in one sitting rather than having them on your to-do list every single day. So it could be something like creating social media posts, you know, instead of sitting down to post every single day, every morning, you create maybe a week or two's worth of posts at, in one sitting and schedule them in one sitting. So for you and your business and your batching, tell me why you love batching as a teacher seller. So as a teacher seller, um, and with products, I, I never got the hang of batching with products. I mm-hmm. looking back, I wish I had because I probably, well, not probably, I know I would have, um, would have knocked out way more product if I had been mm-hmm. batching product creation, uh, with the team though, because of what I learned about batching, um, I'm able to pass that on to the team. So the team batches, oh. which is really, really nice. And so, um, for example, in our curriculum team, no one person is on one project and all of the pieces they're batching pieces of individual Different products pieces. because they are responsible for that piece. So if they're responsible for building the printable version, they're responsible for building the printable, but somebody else is responsible for building the digital version. So, um, and so just something as simple as digital 
digitally cutting pieces, which I know is something that everybody asks me about. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, and we, we talked about this. I work mainly from my iPad yes. product creation. And uh, one of the reasons is because of the things that you can do. And so I digitally cut, imagine, and I'm just going to say a center, Imagine, you know, you print out, you laminate and you cut the pieces. Well, I do all of that digitally. And so when I'm able to put, do previews, I don't print things out and do photographs. I do yeah. everything digitally, but it looks like I've cut things out and done the, done them right. uh, as a photo. And so, um, just even that I taught somebody how to do that. So that person is responsible for digitally cutting all the pieces. So they batch the different, uh, steps of a mm-hmm. product in our shop. So, um, that's where it comes in with that, where I have put it into practice the most has been with regard to my marketing and wh- how I show up for my audience, because it is very hard to be, there's only so many hours in a day, first of all, and it's very hard to be everywhere. And Mm -hmm. I do believe you need to be everywhere to have the biggest impact because you've got teachers who Pinterest is their jam. You've got teachers who, who, um, uh, Instagram is their jam, right? There are teachers on Facebook. There are teachers on LinkedIn. That is not a place I would have (laughs) ever thought I needed to be. Um, and, and then YouTube and, and go on and on and on. And now clubhouse, I mean, clubhouse is someplace that I'm connected connecting with people. So Can't keep up with these. I know <laughs> it's just so many. And so being able to batch work means that I can sit down, I can take two to four, typically four um, days, a quarter and batch my content for the entire quarter. Now um, that has meant that I can now be everywhere. On top of that, I started putting in place the uh, and something that, that you talk about as well that I didn't so much really grasp onto in the beginning. I really jumped on the batching and the workation. <laughs> Let me tell you, workations changed yes. my life. And I know that I travel full time, but even a but oh, even a workation for me, it was like up. Uh, Bye, babe. You're in this campground. I'm going to a hotel. Right. Down your home is still your home. I mean, yes. to get out of where you're used to being can do wonders. It is just, just to get a different, a different uh, view, just to, and, and just to not have the distraction of dogs. We don't have children in the house, but dogs, husband, you know, every yes. time you get up to get something to drink, they're like, you're, you get into these conversations. It just happens. So for me, being able to take that two to four days to sit and batch content meant that I didn't have to worry about when I was videoing, I didn't have to worry about, okay, everybody needs to be quiet. I need the dogs outside. I need this. Mm-hmm. And especially being in a small place, small, a small office or small, uh, surrounding because our, yeah. our rig, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but um, <laughs> so yeah, I the coordinate coordinating with other people wasn't there. I didn't have to worry about it because I could have the raw content now. Right because I was doing so much content, I wasn't necessarily getting all the editing and everything done. I'd get some of it done, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, but that I could work on no matter what was going on around me. So yes. that was a big thing for me to be able to put out content. Um, now and I, I just want to stop you for a second. I mean, like it is mind blowing to think about the idea of getting like a quarter's worth of video. Cause you do a lot of video too, right? You video and blog. 
Both? I have blog, video, and podcast. Okay. So, I mean, to, to be able to get that raw footage out and the raw everything out in that those few days is amazing. Um, but I imagine it's not easy, right? Like those four days, because no. this is what I tell my students. Like when I was writing the sales page, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is going to be a walk in the park because it's not. But the trade-off is... Yes. Pretty remarkable. It is. It is remarkable. Um, and, and, and it's a growth process, I would say. And it's something that you're going to tweak as you do mm-hmm. it. For example, this upcoming, uh, quarter for, we've already done quarter one and this upcoming batching session that we're going to do. Um, now when I did the quarter one batching, there was a lot more planning, of the batching involved as opposed Mm -hmm. to actually getting stuff recorded. Um, But that was because we implemented, we were trying something new, Uh, but coming into this next quarter, it's going to be amazing because um, we're taking, there'll be less videoing. Let me just put it that way. There'll be less video. It'll be one piece of content that gets turned into everything else. Ah, I like it. So um, it's still going to be batching, but I'm going to be taking that and turning it into multiple pieces of multiple content. things. So um, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out because we'll still be doing the batching. Um, and and I do have to I full disclosure for for listeners. I do have a um, a, a blog. Uh, coordinator for my blog. So she does all my research for my, um, for my SEO and she does Mm -hmm. all of that. I sit down and use what you, the the parts of the finishing framework on figuring out what the blog posts were going to be. That was amazing. Having four months where the blog posts already planned out. And then she took that framework that you had uh, and that you gave us that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took that and did all the SEO research and stuff like that because I did send her to a course. I only have so much brain. It's not my zone of genius. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is when I first, like when I first planned, well, I mean, I did the framework, like I was doing it with my own business. And then as I was turning it into a course, I was thinking like, gosh, this is like really massive and really like cumbersome, not, not in a bad way, but like lots of different pieces and parts, but the more people that go through the program, it's really cool to see how flexible of a framework oh, it is too. Totally. So it like with a team or as an individual or giving pieces and parts to your VAs, like you had mentioned about assigning different pieces of the framework. Genius. That's so well, smart. And you know, and I, and I will say if I had had the finishing framework in 2011, <laughs> it, <laughs> It would have been a totally different because even as a solopreneur Mm -hmm. um, for so many years, I can every bit, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do it all at right off the bat, but I could see taking this piece and getting this piece down and then adding another piece and then adding another piece. Um, Now, if you're a solopreneur and you're not in the classroom and so you're full-time, then totally every bit of the framework is totally doable as a solopreneur. Right. Which Um, is how I created it. Like in my season of life, I was doing it full-time, which clearly isn't the norm for every single seller, but it's good to hear, you know, it really, I think it can help any part of your journey, any, whether you're just starting out or any level solopreneur up to someone who's got a team. It, it, it literally that you can take the pieces and you can be like, okay, this piece pertains to you or it all pertains to me. It, yeah. It's totally doable. Um, and I, and I do think part of the success that I think I had with it was, I just said, I'm going in. 
yeah, right. he kind of just <laughs> so just so just don't think about it. Don't think about <laughs> just it. Just go dive in head go. first. You kind of you kind of have to like black out while yeah. you're you're like I don't yeah. want to remember these three days, but it's gonna. And I remember be... showing. I remember showing up for the first workation. Yes, and I I got the chart paper and I had the chart paper <laughs> on the wall. I remember sending y'all photos in the group. Yeah, um, chart paper and I had everything lined out. It was like twelve blog posts, twelve uh twelve video YouTube videos, twelve podcasts, and and I know yes. like uh is she really and well and you and you managed to even show up for the office hours at the same time which was like doubly (laughs) impressive but you know what I mean that's oh that's part of the beauty of all of it is also learning as you go because this is what I tell people too like the first time I launched I was like I'm almost afraid to show people this checklist because it's so long but really the more you do it it gets easier it gets faster like you said you kind of just find your own rhythm. But you know, what's interesting is that I think that so many people think they know what batching is because we hear about it from like every single corner of the internet. But I've had a lot of people say too, like, well, I thought I was batching, but then, you know, once I went through the course, I realized I needed to kind of tweak the way that I was doing something. So if you could tell somebody, cause I know there's listeners right now that are like, batching is not for me. <laughs> like it's, that's a lot gotta of do it from week to week. I gotta- yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a week by week person. I can't do that. Like, what would you tell somebody who was on the fence about either the course or just batching in general? Uh, batching does not have to mean from start to finish. I think that's the number one thing. And, and that's kind of what I was, what, what I was saying about when I showed up for that first, um, that first workation and I had mm-hmm. everything listed out. I had in my mind that I was going to have 12 blog posts from start to finish social media, everything done and 12, yes. this and 12 podcasts, 12, uh, all, uh 12 of everything done yeah. <laughs> from start to finish to where I literally, and it was going to be scheduled. It was going to all, all the, I literally was going to go home and for the next three months, I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> so I, I had no idea what I was doing. So, um, I remember showing up and I remember, um, by the end of the, cause that one was just three days. And I remember mm-hmm. by the end of the three days, I'd gotten a lot, de- don't get me wrong. I had gotten a lot of, done. of course, right. But I had not gotten everything done from start to finish. Um, but what I had gotten done was so much of the work and like the foundational foundation. Yeah. The stuff that was left to do was the polishing pieces. And, and then because I decided to um, go with a video editor, Mm -hmm. um, a lot, some of it was also passing it off to somebody. So I think that that's a big misconception that batching means you're batching from start to finish. Like, right. Like lock myself in my office and don't come out until I have 10 blog posts written. Exactly. And the thing about it is, is you may batch just the drafts of the blog posts you might, for, for example, now my blog post draft, my blog post batching is mm-hmm. batching the, um, idea, the, the topic. So I do all the research with regard to product and that's all the stuff that you, you teach, um, mm-hmm. on how to look at your, your products and, and stuff and decide what to, to blog about. So batching for me, where the blog is concerned is doing the beginning stages and getting the plan, the quarter plan batched out mm-hmm. um, with potential featured images, planning out the, the um, opt-ins, planning out all of that stuff so that I can then pass that off to the blog coordinator. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't still have pieces because right. then 
there are images that have to be batched. Well, either myself or my graphic designer, depending on if she's on another project, then I may have to do it. If I'm going to be taking over the graphics for that quarter, then I'm going to need to batch the graphics. So I will batch the graphics. And so it's a, it's a little different than um, getting from start to finish. And I, think I like that point though, because you're right though. I feel like a lot of people probably have that idea of batching. And like we've already said, I mean, batching can mean whatever it means to you. You can apply it in many different ways, but you made me think too, like one of the things I love about the batching piece by piece, which is what we do in the framework is because you can do like, you can get in a certain zone of genius for one sitting, right? Like if you're feeling like all brainstormy and creative, you can sit and batch, like you said, like the plans and the overview, and then great, you know, and then when it's time for the images, you can show up as your best creative self and batch the images. And, you know, you're not like stringing yourself along, burning yourself out. No. You know, whereas, yeah. So I like that. what I did the first time, because let me tell you, I got maybe six hours of sleep the first one. <laughs> the second one was four days. But I also will tell you, I went into it with a plan. I had very much had a plan going. The first one, I just, I was like, I'm going on a vacation. I'll be back in two days. And Aaron said, which there's so. nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that kind of vacation either. But um, I literally was like, Aaron said so. I gotta go. And, hey. uh, and so, but I had no plan. And so the second one, I had a plan. And for me, with batching, that that's probably been the key. And then adding the component that I'm learning now on how to repurpose. Um, I'm finding, for example, um, one of the things that you teach is um, on your image batching. Mm-hmm. Uh, those images that we batch for social media. Yeah. Um, I can use those because I'm using one piece of content on multiple platforms. I can use the same social media images. I'm not having to make five different sets of social media, right. for five different pieces of content. Right. So that is so nice to not have to make multiple sets of con- of content and use that one piece in multiple places. Yes. So that, I think that's the biggest misconception about batching that, that I hope that people understand is it's not about start to finish. It's about taking the pieces that, you know, take you the longest amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it zones of genius because maybe this coming quarter, my batching session is going to be well. And a g- good example, I didn't have to batch the blog for quarter two, because I had, uh, seven months of blog posts in the first, when we did the, when we did the worksheet, yeah, I had seven months of blog posts. So I didn't have to batch quarter that, two's blog posts. So like you already knew what was going to be on the agenda. Exactly. I already knew what was there. I already knew what the opt-ins were. I already knew all of that. Um, so that was so nice because then I was able to hand it off to the next person. Um, and if you're not, if you don't have a team to hand things off to, um, that, that, that's perfectly fine. You just Uh, press pause and continue and you and, and batch that next section. Yeah. Um, And somebody, and some people may not be able to do batching sessions. They may have to say, well, this weekend I'm batching this and this weekend I'm batching this, especially if you're a teacher still in the classroom. Yes. And I think that's one of the hardest parts too, because I, I know that there are probably people listening and they're like, oh, you know, this sounds great, but you know, I'm not, I'm still in the classroom. And so in the course, I explain it like, you know, you can batch, you can get into bulldozer mode and just go straight through for as long as you want, you know, a, a workation, if that's your thing. 
or you might have to do it in smaller increments. Maybe you're just doing like power hours, like literally on the weekends, set a, set aside an hour and go through the batching framework and be like, I'm going to see how much I can batch in this amount of time. Not let's see if I can finish all of my stuff in this amount of time, but let's see how much I can batch in this. How much I can batch. Right. And and I think also we fall into the trap of when you start doing this Mm. and all of a sudden your time gets freed up because you're not constantly, there's not constantly something to work. Now I won't say that I don't have a to-do list all the time. Of course. Your your to-do list is always going to be there. Of course. Um, But when you start batching this way and then you wake up and you look at your calendar and you're like, wait, and you literally look at your, your Monday because we use Mm monday.com and I have four things on my to-do list (laughs) for the day and you go, okay, wait a block. And how is it that I only have to post my three things for Instagram, my two Instagram stories, and I've got to like do a really quick checkpoint for this product. I'm like, how's that all I have to do? Today? <laughs> and then I'm just like, so you start to second guess that you've missed something. And yes. that will be part of the process because you're not used to having time. You're not used to having right. time to, to not be like working constantly. So yes. I totally agree. Well, and that's, and you know, that's actually, I, I don't think when you went through the course, it was part of it, but we've added a bonus section now where it's, you know, ways to make sure that all of your other tasks aren't falling through the cracks, because that's a very real feeling. Once you don't have this mile long to-do list, just like you said, you're like, oh my God, there's, there's gotta be something I'm missing. Something I'm missing. Something <laughs> I'm missing. It's little things like that, but just getting to a point where I know I don't have to worry about content going out every week. Um, and I would say with regard to batching, start small. Don't do it like I did. Yes. I I was, I mean, I was not in the classroom. I had all the time in the world to do it. I could literally, I have no children at home. I have two dogs and a, and a husband who can cook for himself. So, <laughs> I, you know, I definitely am a different situation. So I don't, don't think that you have to do it. Cause I don't I- even remotely think that my success as a business owner has, has come from me going bulldozer batching. Right. That, that's, that's not, yeah, it's not a magic pill, but what right. it is going to do is it is going to teach you how to better organize your time so that you aren't doing what I was doing, which is working from six o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the morning seven days a week, <laughs> so. right? which, which I do like, okay. I am going to say like, I was a total hustler at the very beginning. And I think some of those nights are inevitable. They are. But you are, you are absolutely right. Like you just realize what's possible. And it's funny too. Cause like, I even find myself with all these like mindsets trickling into my personal life. So like now we like batch our laundry. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I've been doing that for four years. <laughs> well, laundry day is at the laundry mat. It takes me two hours to do like 10 see, loads of laundry. <laughs> you've got the right idea then. Yeah. Same thing here minus the laundromat. I mean, yeah, it's just amazing what kinds of things you can put into practice when you it. know how to spend your time. You know, you're, you're absolutely right because, um, if you, it'll start filtering over to other parts of your lives. And like you said, those, those days where you work 18 hours, listen, I'm, I'm not even going to remotely lie. <laughs> Do I still wake up and grab my computer or my iPad um, and work and then work till I go to bed unless we're, especially right now when we're like having to sit still because of COVID. Um, yeah. 
And we're but it's because you want, it's because that's what you want to do. Yes. It's because I want to, that's and the I'm difference. learning new things and I'm, I'm working on other projects that I have passions about and things like that. So it's because I want to. And what's really nice is that I never feel like I can't shut it off mm-hmm. if I wanted to. And so I take naps during the day. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, I feel like a kindergartner again. <laughs> you know, though, I mean, when you don't have, when your to-do list isn't attached to a deadline every single time because you've already met the deadline. Yes, like, exactly. It's an amazing feeling like, it oh, is. I actually don't have to do that right now. I don't have to. I want to work ahead, but I don't have to. So it is really, really nice. And I enjoy, and I know this is one of the things that you talked about when when you were uh, first uh, launching your, mm-hmm. your course. And I think this is what resonated with me. You said something because we hear about the, you know, the 40 hour work week or the work four hours a day or yeah. you know, all of it, you know, and, and that's great. And that, that is, that's fabulous for those that, that want to do that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my business. And so I don't feel like working as much as I do on my business is a bad thing. Unless I get, until I get to the point where I have to work like that, that's when it's no longer, I'm no longer running my business. My business is running me. And that is very much the mind shift that I made whenever I I implemented the framework was it was like, I'm tired of my business running me. I'm tired. I want me to be running my business even. And if I want to work 18 hours a day, I can work that 18 hours a day. Right. But it's because I want to, not because I have to. Right. It's a different 18 hour experience when you're doing it out of desire and passion and not out of like, Oh God, I have to get this done or I'm going to, you know, I mean, those, yeah, those nights are you, the worst and I've been there. Yeah. Put a date in your product description that sun's got to be in the store mm. and you're like, and it's like 1153 of the yeah. night that it's supposed to be in there. And you're desperately trying that. I, I was tired of those nights. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, definitely the, you know, batching helped me get past that. But like I said, mo- more than anything, it just helped me be able to market better. And it helped me be able to um, take back the control in my business so that it, I, I didn't feel like my business was controlling me. So I, and coming full circle, like I know we started this conversation by explaining how we both like kind of, you know, hit our stride or whatever, or made that big shift through Facebook ads. You know, that was definitely something I wouldn't be able, like now I wouldn't have the time to take those Facebook ads courses and continue learning about it. If I had that, you know, mile long to-do list. Exactly. Exactly. It It just works. It works. It frees up time for so many other things. So if you like free time, batching is for you. Batching (laughs) is for you. And again, I mean, it's, you're going to figure out what you love to batch too. I think that was the big thing was figure out what I liked batching. Um, I'm the visionary definitely in, in my business. Um, but I also enjoy, I, I love monday.com. Let me just, <laughs> I am, I can see the little pieces of the integrator coming out in me, yep. but because I love the whole watching things being scheduled and, and, and so forth. So that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. I enjoy mm-hmm. batching. Um, and the things that I didn't enjoy batching, I eventually taught team members how to batch Perfect. so that they could get more done. Um, and their efficiency went up and it made it a lot easier Easy. for them to get stuff done. So yeah, it's been fabulous. Anyway, I could talk about that all day long. <laughs> uh, Farah, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. This has been 
Amazing. And I didn't, when I sent you the notes for the show, I didn't, I didn't warn you, but I want to do a little lightning round with you before we sign off. It's going to be like a, this or that type thing. Okay. Okay, Let's do this. (laughs) All right. There's like maybe seven on here. Okay. So you have to just answer without giving it much forethought. Okay. You ready? This is one of those psychological tests that tell you <laughs> no, no, don't worry. really well. <laughs> I'm keeping it very surface level. Okay. Yeah. We'll start, we'll start off easy. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Okay. Um, chichings on or chichings turned off? Chichings on. Ooh. They're motivating. They're okay. motivating. They're motivating. Okay. Mine broke a while ago. I don't know. I need to try them again. I kind of gave up on them for a while. Well, okay. And my husband has the app on his phone. And so when, when the chichings are coming in and there's a slight delay, we always get disappointed a little oh, bit. It sounds like you think it's like four. double. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh I have yeah, that would be, that's tricky. There's a little bit of a delay, but anyway, so yeah, chichings <laughs> on because I think they're motivating. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, favorite font or font artist. Ooh, um, PB fonts. Okay. And my own. I, oh, I, I, I created some of my own fonts for my resources because I could not find the fonts I wanted. That's so. amazing. That takes talent. That's really hard. I've tried that before, but you're probably, you're a wizard on your iPad. So you probably did it I on did your create iPad. them on the iPad and I do have a touch phonics. So for any sellers out there, um, it's in my shop. I do have a, a it's called touch phonics. And if you're familiar with phonics that have the dots, underneath the dots? It, I created yeah. a font so that you don't have to build that yourself. And it's just called, it, my, I did a rebrand, but it's called MSC Touch Phonics. Oh um, and I get requests daily on new graphemes or whatever that they want added. I am adding and I just that go in and add it. But yeah. I was literally just making Touch Phonics books for Teddy earlier. So I'm going to have And that's to. why I made it was because I was doing some centers where mm-hmm. they were reading sentences. And um, I was like, I need them to touch because the whole purpose is for them to touch the words or the, right. the sounds in the blending. And so, yeah, I just created a font because I was oh. like, I need a font. And it also has the, I needed the phonics coding as well. Yes. Sidetrack, but yes, my own and PB fonts. So you yeah. something new. I didn't know you had fonts. <laughs> Um, favorite clip artist. Ooh, uh, Krista. Okay. Creative Krista clips. Walden of creative clips. Yeah, creative okay. clips. Yeah. I sat behind her at a conference one year and she was like doodling the whole time. And I was just blown away. I've got three that, that like, they're the only three we really ever use anymore because of branding purposes. Yep. Um, and but Krista's at the top of the list. And then if I can't find it there, I go to the other two simply because they kind of all blend together. Yeah. And your, your, your listeners can figure out who those <laughs> are. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have to answer Q&As on your TPT page for a half hour or go live on one of your platforms? Oh, go live. I can talk. Yeah. yeah. I figured that'd be your answer. Except, except I hate, listen, that's one of the things I'm loving about Clubhouse <laughs> is I can get on there and talk without having to get dressed or like done up. Didn't realize that's what it was. I am like loving that idea because I, yeah, I mean, I got done up today, but I'd rather not. So, you know, so, well, yeah, okay. To answer your question. I definitely would rather go live. I just would like to be able to go live with no makeup. <laughs> yes, I I totally get that. Okay. Last one. You know, I love my five words or less. So describe being a teacher seller in five words or less. Exhausting. Worth it. 
That's two words. Is that one <laughs> word or two words? <laughs> we'll count. So you have three now. You have two more left. Okay. Um, inspiring. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one was hard. Sorry. I could have given you some advance notice on this one. No, <laughs> I like it because it makes me think, what do I get out of it? Um, a rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I love so. it. Those are great. Wow. You did much better than I would having. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said now. What did I say? I said, we're, oh, exhausting, worth it. But inspiring and, and rewarding. And rewarding. Yeah. I love it. That definitely, because it is, it don't, it's not for the faint of heart. Gosh. Well, so tell us before we sign off, tell us where our listeners can find you. Like, I know you dropped the, about the fonts in your. Farrah Farrah Henley Education. Farrah Henley Education. Okay. Formerly Mrs. Shipley's Classroom, but now Farrah Henley Education. Um, We did a rebrand about two years ago. And uh, because we were going to branch out into courses and things like that. and yeah, I've got fonts. You can go to farahenley.com okay. um, and you can reach everything. And so um, I do have the fonts, not a whole lot, but they're they're just uh, some simple fonts that I did. Yeah. And then um, I do have, um, I did, I do have an iPad course that teaches how I started and ran my business from my iPad for five years. I did it all from an iPad. Um, and um, we will be revamping. It's not available right now. We will okay. be revamping it um, because I think pretty much the iPad Pro is pretty much a computer at this point. So yeah, that with makes iOS sense and stuff like that. But yeah. we will be revamping it so that it's just um, and reflects we'll that. that out. Yeah, and and putting that out soon on how I did that because there are a lot of people that they can't afford. Um, a MacBook to start off when you're just starting off as a business, you right. putting, putting all that money into a MacBook. Um, but you, you might be able to go to an iPad pro or, or, or so forth. So anyway, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be working on that and we'll, but like I said, it won't be ready for a while. So, but okay. yeah, well, thank you so much. I am yes. so grateful to you and thank I hope you. you feel better. Thank you. Yes. <sighs> Make sure you get some rest. Too. So tonight will not be a batching night for you is what you're saying. Nope, It'll be... I've done this interview is the, the doing the, the uh, with you is the last thing I had on my to-do list and perfect. I'm go take a nap now. Well, enjoy what batching has allowed me to do. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Farah. Thank you too, guys. (laughs) Okay. And there you have it, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Farah. I hope to have more guests on the show for you throughout this year. If you want to check out the finishing framework, you can head on over to erinmwaters.com slash framework. You can hop over to the School of Sellers Facebook group, ask any questions. But um, if you head on over to erinmwaters.com slash framework, you will see everything that goes into the course, everything you can expect, um, and then some. And you can also hear from more finishing framework alumni. I know personally when I'm deciding to buy a course, it really helps to hear from other people who have gone through it. People who are my real life um, colleagues, if you will. So um, please come on over and check that. And thanks again for listening. And I will see you here next week.